Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hello, everybody. This is Will at Space News by Space Industry News. And SpaceX's Falcon 9 has been certified to launch NASA's flagship scientific spacecraft. So that means it's certified to launch things like rovers and big satellites and things like that. So NASA has certified Falcon 9 and likely the Falcon 9 version 1.2 to launch the space agency's most valuable and critical scientific spacecraft. It opens the door for SpaceX to routinely compete for missions comparable to, you know, something like the Mars Curiosity rover, Cassini, James Webb Telescope, and things like that. Now, some of those things won't fit in a Falcon 9, but it's certified to carry things that will fit in a Falcon 9. So, you know, if they can fit... Falcon 9 can send them up into space now and do its thing. So, as uh, SpaceX and the Falcon family uh, nears the 35th consecutive launch success, this certificate serves as a pragmatic endorsement of the years of work the company has put into optimizing the Falcon 9 for not only performance, but also stability. They're pretty reliable vehicles, and... It's impressive the performance they get beyond Earth orbit, and the uh, performance becomes truly competitive with ULA's Atlas V rocket. And it only happens when Falcon 9 is launched as a fully expendable, expendable, excuse me, vehicle. And regardless, both the Falcon 9 and um, Falcon Heavy are all but guaranteed to cost far less than a comparable uh, Atlas V rocket even assuming no recovery attempt is made. So it's going to be much cheaper to launch a, uh, a Falcon 9 or a Falcon Heavy rocket than it is another rocket. So given the rarity of NASA launches of this type, um, there's probably about two per year, and SpaceX would be way more than happy to get, you know, get in the game and also expend some of their rockets to launch things, you know, really great really great science equipment and uh satellites up into uh and past earth orbit gwyn shotwell uh the coo and president of spacex said lsp category 3 certification is a major achievement for the falcon 9 team and represents another key milestone in our close partnership with nasa we are honored to have the opportunity to provide cost-effective and reliable launch services to the country's most critical science scientific payloads so basically what she's saying is what gwen shotwell is saying the ceo and president of spacex is saying they're happy to have this category they're happy to fly these science payloads these critical science payloads so they're happy to get these contracts and that's going to happen in the future because they got the certification they can do all of the science payloads Hubble-ish kind of things, James Webb Telescope kind of things, Mars rovers kind of things. And uh, the fact remains that 
pretty much all of NASA's high-value Class A or B missions end up being extremely heavy spacecraft, either as a result of large and expensive scientific instruments and uh, a need for lots of extra onboard propellant or some combination, like just a, a heavy, heavy instrument. These things are built tough, and they're built to last for a really long time, so they're not going to skimp on making them heavy because they want them to um, they want them last long. And then onboard propellant, that stuff is really heavy. Um, so Cassini launched in 1997 and weighed about 12,600 pounds, and it had to make its way from Earth to Saturn. And it's a, you know, hundreds of millions of miles. Hubble was in um, medium Earth orbit, it weighed 24,500 pounds at liftoff. 24,500 pounds. And the Curiosity rover, including its cruise stage, reentry hardware, and rocket crane, weighed 3,900 kilograms or 8,600 pounds. So, out of all those three, the uh, Curiosity rover was the lightest. But I mean, 24,500 pounds for Hubble, that thing is huge. So, the Falcon 9 certification, it launches heavy payloads. Um, and, uh, the early comparative, uh, uh, um, low earth, low energy, sorry about that, energy orbits around earth to launch the same massive payloads beyond earth orbit requires far more energy and better rocket performance. And the most encouraging part of this NASA certification is a demonstration that NASA's trust in SpaceX rocket has grown to the point that Falcon Heavy certification will probably happen in just a matter of time. And in order to qualify for LSP Category 3 certification, any given rocket must launch anywhere from three to six times depending on what the certification boards feel necessary. Now, SpaceX has at least two Falcon Heavy launches scheduled for 2019, combined with the rocket's Almost flawless February 2018 launch debut. Uh, those two launches, the ComSat ArabSat 6A and the Air Force's STP 2 mission, could possibly satisfy NASA's LSP and allow the agency to certify Falcon Heavy for flagship science missions. So, those big missions I was talking about earlier, those heavy things, uh, Falcon Heavy could launch those in the near future because all they need they might just need these two more launches you know they might just need two launches to get it done and then they could be certified and they could start sending awesome science missions into space and if that occurs um they'll be able to offer nasa great performance and you know it's going to be happening for the foreseeable future and it'll ensure nasa to compete um you know compete uh for most future launch contracts and at worst, a ULA victory forced the company to significantly lower their prices. So if ULA get these contracts, you know, SpaceX is going to find a way, or they're going to try to find a way to outbid them, you know, to try to haggle. So SpaceX, they do everything much cheaper than ULA anyway. So, uh, I mean, they're going to they're going to put the tech into it. They're going to make these things great. But then at the end of the day, it comes down to cost. You know, when NASA contractors want to do, they want to bid low and they want to fly science missions 
forever. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that's the plan, right? Like NASA wants these things flown into space and SpaceX has a rocket that can do it. All they got to do is get it certified and then they will be on their way to doing these critical science missions. And so that brings us to the next Mars lander, right? Uh, it's the first in six years, November 26th. It's going to be viewable for everybody to watch it. They're going to watch the landing. So NASA's Mars interior exploration using seismic investigations, uh, geodesy and heat transport, also known as InSight. Of course, they have really long names for these things because they want to make a cool small name for them. Why don't they just call it InSight? Anyway, <laughs> the InSight lander is scheduled to touch down on the red planet at approximately 3 p.m. Eastern, November 26th. And viewers everywhere can watch coverage of the event live on NASA television, uh, also on NASA's website and social media platforms. So you're going to be able to watch it anywhere, anytime. Get your phone out, get your tablet out, get your PC out, get your laptop out. What else can you use? Uh, maybe an old, um, Maybe an old iPod with a screen on it. I don't know. There's got to be something. Or a Zune. Maybe you can watch it on a Zune. But this thing was launched on May 5th, and InSight marks NASA's first Mars landing since the Curiosity rover in 2012. The landing will kick off a two-year mission in which InSight will become the first spacecraft to study Mars' deep interior. And its data also will help scientists understand the formation of all rocky worlds, including our own mother Gaia, the Earth. And InSight is being followed to Mars by two mini spacecraft comprising NASA's Mars Cube 1, the MARCO, the deep space mission for CubeSats. It's the first one. If MARCO makes its planned Mars flyby, it will attempt to relay data from InSight as it enters the planet's atmosphere and lands. So InSight and MARCO flight controllers will monitor the spacecraft's entry descent and landing from mission control at NASA's JPL in Pasadena, California, where all landing events will take place. Uh, so there's a broadcast schedule. Uh, they're subject to change, but uh, the times and speakers are subject to change. Um, so here's what's going to be going on. Wednesday, November 21st at 2 p.m. All Eastern times, mind you or at 1 p.m. November 21st, 1 p.m. November 21st, there's a news conference for Mission Engineering Overview. They're going to talk about, you know, equipment, things like that. You know, they're going to talk about what kind of equipment launched them there, what's going to be on the lander, what's going to be, you know, what kind of equipment's on this thing. And then 2 p.m., there's a news conference for Mission Science Overview. What kind of science are they going to be doing how are they going to be doing it? What are they looking for? You know, how are they going to be looking for it? Sunday, November 25th, 1 p.m. Eastern, there's a news conference for the final pre-landing update. So this is the stuff that they find out before it actually lands, and then they relay it to us. We get to hear it. We get to see it. And this is going to be insane. I'm going to try to get press coverage of this. I'm going to try to get into this thing and ask some questions. So also on the 25th of November... 4 p.m. NASA Social, the InSight Team Q&A. Ask him anything about the InSight mission. Um, November 26th, Monday, landing day. Live interviews with mission experts between 6 and 10 a.m. 
that's pretty early. To, so you can book an interview if you're in the media. I'm in the media. I'm going to try to get into this thing. All I got to do is send them an email or call a phone number and talk to somebody. So between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Monday, November 26th, that's landing day, 2 to 3.30 p.m. There's live landing commentary on the NASA TV public channel. So NASA TV has a channel on your television. Also, an uninterrupted feed um, with NASA cameras inside GPL Mission Control with mission audio only will be available on NASA TV media channel. Um, So no earlier than 5 p.m. If all goes well, even if all doesn't go well, there will be a post-landing news conference. Um, There's... You know, they're going to tell you what happened, what didn't happen, what went wrong, what went right. Uh, There's public viewing, about 80 live uh, viewing events for the public to watch the InSight landing will take place around the world. For a complete list of landing events, go to mars.nasa.gov slash InSight, and you'll be able to find all the information there. For a full list of websites broadcasting InSight landing events, go to mars.nasa.gov. And there is a press event, and I will hopefully be involved with it. I'm trying out to uh, get some press credentials for this thing. I think we could pull it off, guys. What do you think? If um, if you're up for it, make sure to leave a comment. Make sure to leave a star. Make sure to leave a rating. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody about this landing because it's going to be amazing. Um, and I appreciate everybody that's supported the pod through its infancy and its growing leaps and bounds every single time we're getting more and more people listening to the pod and i like it's it's pretty cool man i am super pumped about what's going to be happening in the future and i want to say thank you to everybody who's listened to it everyone who watches on youtube which is going to happen this is the first episode that's going to be on youtube and we're getting back into it baby we're doing this right so Thank you, everybody, for all the support. If you want to support the channel monetarily, there's a link in the description. If you want to just send it to your friends, just listen to it a bunch of times, whatever you want to do, that supports us too. Listen to it once, send it to your friend. Also, you know, tell some people about Space News. Look, if you search on iTunes, search for Space News, you can get this podcast. So tell your friends to search for Space News on iTunes and you can get this thing. So that's it guys. I want to say thank you so much again. And, uh, you guys are amazing. Have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow. Signing off for the space news. This is Will for spaceindustrynews.com. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. 
That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.